Welcome to the Startup Immigrants series of the Immigrant Squared podcast. Did you know that studies found that immigrants could be more likely than others to start businesses precisely because of their appetite for risk, which helped them go abroad in the first place? Join me on an adventure to build a safe space for immigrant entrepreneurs to motivate, support, and learn from each other. In each episode, you'll discover a special story, the motivation, struggles, and successes behind it. Buckle up, we're ready for takeoff. Hi, Najat. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure to be here. Najat, it was so nice to meet you at DC Startup Week and hear about your story and the entrepreneurship journey you've been through and the company you're running right now. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what brought you to the D.C. area? Uh, thank you. Well, I came to the D.C. area end of 2011, but I first came to the U.S. and I was doing my master's in Massachusetts. That was end of 2019, so a couple of years spent in Massachusetts studying MBA and then moved here because I got a job here in the D.C. area. That's awesome. So where did you move from and why did you decide to do an MBA in the U.S.? Um, that's an interesting question. So growing up, um, you know, I've always wanted to pursue education. And my dad had always been a business person. Actually, my entire, you know, my entire family are into business. But my dad did not actually have the opportunity to go to school. And so he had to make ends meet. He had to work really hard days and nights to, but he, one of his goals was to really provide the opportunity for his kids to go to school. So I ended up really wanting to, you know, get, get an education and just pursue that and, and have that career, not necessarily business. And so that was really what got me started. I did my MBA in Ethiopia at the Salva University. I graduated there. And so when I thought about, you know, getting my master's degree, obviously I think, you know, from the different options that I had, US was definitely in the top list of, you know, the different studies that I wanted to do. I actually started applying for different fields of study. One of them was like conflict resolution and then an MBA. But after talking to a lot of people, I thought, you know, the MBA route made sense. So, and I got a full scholarship at the school that I went to. So that really made me decide to go ahead and get my MBA. That's awesome. So assuming you were an international student, how was that journey? Did you find your community? What were some of the struggles that you faced? Um, it was definitely a different culture, right? And so coming here and I went to school to University of Massachusetts, they have a pretty good international community. So what was interesting was when I arrived at school, they had like an international students welcome session. And I think my experience is slightly different than most other people I'm gonna say, because we were about like 20 people, we immediately became friends. <laughs> and um, 
two were from Egypt and two were from, about four were from Germany and then one was from Spain, another from Greece. So all different people, one from Malaysia and, and one from here, the US. And so it was interesting was they were all exchange students, but I was here doing my master's, like when I stay here for two years. And so immediately I made friends with them. The transition was that I was in a very intensive MBA program. And so I really didn't have time from being just, you know, um, working and, you know, nine to five and having some free time coming here, a new culture, new people, and also a, a very intensive study. That was really quite a transition for me. And again, I, I come from a big family. We're nine siblings and I've never left home, right? So coming to the U.S. was my first time. And so I arrived here. I thought it was going to be easy, but just being away from your entire family and you can say from entire village, because really there's no one that you know here. And so that was really hard in terms of just leaving everything and coming here. But fortunately, I did have students and they were here for um, as an exchange student. So it was really cool because everyone was here with that mindset of, hey, let's explore because we're only here temporarily. So fortunately, it worked in that way. But uh, definitely the struggle was there because just being away from my family for the first time ever on my own was something a big deal to me. Absolutely. And how did you adjust to the different culture? Well, it, it didn't come immediately, right? It's just that you, I would see one thing and I'm like, wow, okay, the way this is done is totally different from the way we do it in, in Ethiopia or like where I come from. And so it really took time to kind of like learn patience, of course, seeing the way things are done. And so that's one thing that I feel like as an immigrant, you come here, it's a new culture it really makes you want to just observe and not do much because you're in that like, oh, I'm learning. I'm in the learning mode, right? So I was I was just seeing how things are done, um, seeing how people interact with one another, seeing how the culture is, and really not getting too much involved, but just being on the side and kind of watching. And so that was how I dealt with that change in culture. And I stayed in that mode longer than I should <laughs> because when you're just thinking, okay, I'm new here, you know, the culture is new. I should just see how things are done and observe, even though it might be something that I wouldn't do. I'm just seeing how things are done. And so that was good initially, but eventually I came to the realization that that was just holding me back from being you know, taking all the action and being out there and making change and making a difference, if, if that if that makes sense. Absolutely. So what is uh, the something that made you kind of change your perspective and turn from an observer to an active participant in this new society where you were building your life? Yeah, so one, I would say is time, right? So one was definitely time. And two, like I told you, I come from an entrepreneurial, you know, my mindset, I would say my entire family was business. And so my entire life, I've told myself, you know what, my dad, you know, had his own business, my, my entire family, my brothers and, and sisters, I, I was actually the first person to graduate from college from my entire family. 
Now everyone has like their, you know, degrees and master's degree, but I've told myself that I'm actively going to pursue education. And so when I came here, I did my master's, I didn't want to start my own business. And I just wanted to go ahead and, and, you know, get a job and explore that world, even though it was very hard because part of it was that I didn't have an immediate family who went through the same thing. And so, as you know, the career world and just like finding a job, all of that was new to me. I had to make new connections. I had to find people who would help me. I had to, and again, there's a lot of people who are very helpful. And so I kept on doing that. But but again, because I come from a business family, I always had that entrepreneurial mindset and a spirit to find problems and really come up with a solution, right? And so being in that observer mindset, what it did to me was I would see things that are not necessarily well, I'm not going to say not great, if, you know, things could be great, but then there could be something that you need to do to add more value. And I would say, you know what, I'm here, I'm new. It's almost like I'm a guest, right? I'm a guest in someone else's country. But I think eventually when I became a citizen, and again, it's not necessarily the citizenship, but just being here more and more, I felt like, okay, this is home in a sense, not as in a home because I, and, and I'll tell you my story that I, um, I actually grew up in Eritrea, moved to Ethiopia, and then moved here. So eventually, I don't necessarily feel home to one specific country, but I felt like, okay, I'm here. This is the now and where I am. And if I'm truly going to be fulfilled with my life, whenever I see something that needs change, I'm going to have to fully participate and make a change. And actually, that mindset is really what got me to start my own business. That's an amazing mindset and super brave because not all of us have that, you know, courage to take the action and actually become a participant and not be scared to make mistakes or be seen as different. It also sounds like you've immigrated twice in your life. So can you talk a little bit about that growing up in Eritrea, moving to Ethiopia and then to the U.S.? Yeah, I, I was. I think we chatted about how Immigrant Squared started because you'd like immigrated twice. It's almost like that for me. I grew up in Eritrea and that was like home for us. And when I was about to start high school, we, we moved to Ethiopia. So that was a completely new culture, new language. I did not even know Amharic. The entire family was there. The good thing is it was all of us. But again, it definitely took some... Um, I would say like some work to really get adjusted to the environment, make new friends, get used to like the school system there. And so that in itself was a, a process. And I think what you realize through time is it, you know, in, in few years, Ethiopia became my home. And again, I grew up in Asmara. That was where, you know, we, we grew up. That's what we knew. And then Ethiopia became my new home. I made new friends. And I got used to it. And then eventually you look back and you say, you know what? It's not bad. Again, everything, all of that was definitely an experience. And then when I came here, I thought that it would be easier because I had, you know, moved to a different country. But again, this time it was just an added challenge of just being on my own. I didn't even have no one from my immediate family here. In fact, not even a lot of extended family. And so 
to come here. I think that process of just moving from one country to another to another, I think for me, what it did was kind of give me the realization that, you know what, we're all in this planet, the world. It's, it's a land and everyone, even though we do have different cultures, different religion, different background, different, you know, skin color and all at the end, we're all human beings who are, who are just striving to become better, who's striving to help one another. And there's a lot to learn to be curious about because there's different ways, different mindset, different pe people doing things differently. And so I got into that curious mode of just, hey, wherever I go, it can be home. Home is just the here and now. And whenever I'm just present wherever I am and open to explore and curious. And as long as I'm going to make the place that I'm at just a better place somehow, contribute, not even in a big way, but just my presence, as long as it's making a positive difference, then 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 it's great. And I think just to answer your question, that mindset of just being curious and wanting to learn a lot really takes away the fear of failure. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, they do say, yeah, you know what, you're going to fail, but you're going to learn something from it. Absolutely. That is so encouraging and such a really positive way to look at things. So you started in the DC area in a corporate career and then you went back to your roots of entrepreneurship. How has that journey been for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so that is a very, very interesting, it's been very interesting. Um, I think that's how I can describe it. It was actually in 2020 that I finally made the jump and said, I'm going to go ahead and start my own business. Um, and in fact, Anna, I don't know, if I might have mentioned this to you, but I last month I got a notification in my notes and it had like September 26th and it even had the date, the actual time. And I wrote, okay, today I said yes to my vision. <laughs> that was the day that I actually registered my LLC. And it, you know, I've always had this dream of, you know, starting my own thing. And again, that, like I told you, I wasn't really interested in business because I wanted to just pursue education, but then in the process of just working and having this, being this career person, I realized that the company that I work for and even everywhere in the interactions that I've had, there was this problem that I noticed, which is, you know, leadership development. I personally struggled a lot when I first transitioned from being an individual contributor to a manager and a leader. And when I went through that process, I'm like, okay, so here I am really wanting to be the best manager and the best leader that I want to be. And I really didn't find a good program that would just handhold me and take me through step-by-step -step process of how I can be the best leader that I can be. And so I realized, I'm like, you know what, this is something that I would absolutely love to do. For me personally, I had to like read a book a week on like leadership and management so I can, so I can be the best that I can be, right? And again, nothing extra or anything, but how do I do my job really well? Or how can I be the best leader to the team that I lead to the organization that I'm part of? When I didn't see that, I really wanted to start something within the education space, but also is a business. So it kind of combines my two dreams, if you wish, just like the entrepreneurial thing, but at the same time is also founded in education. 
And so I've wanted to do that, but I've just been putting it off on the side because I was busy at the company that I was working for. And then I think COVID finally, I think when, when the pandemic 2020, I feel that, you know, for most of us, it really made us question um, and really question, you know, ask hard questions about our lives, right? And so at that point, I asked myself, okay, what is it that I really want to do, but I'm not doing? And if I were to look back, I said, if I were to go back in like five years from today, and I was to look back, I don't want to say, oh my gosh, what would happen if I started my business? I absolutely do not want to have any regrets. I think that's what COVID taught me personally is I absolutely have to live my life to the best that I can. I don't want to have any regrets in the in the future. And so if there's like a burning desire or like a dream that I have right now, I really didn't want to put it on the side. And so I I I, I set out and I said, I'm, I might fail, who knows, right? But five years from now, I'd rather say, I had a dream to to do this thing and I set out to start it. And then, you know, if it fails, I'll, I'll start something else. But who knows? I might also just succeed. That and is so with that amazing. Yeah. So with that intention, I decided to start my business. I registered my LLC. I submitted my resignation um, letter to, you know, to the company that I worked for. And then here I am. And from that day till today, all I have to say is entrepreneurship is not the same as your nine to five business, nine, nine to five job. Um, it's a lot harder. Um, definitely a very, very steep learning curve. You're learning, you're learning something every single day. Um, you're doing everything on your own. You're trying to figure out things. You're you know, there's a lot at stake. But again, if you're truly passionate about the thing that you want to do, it's kind of rewarding. It's kind of rewarding, really rewarding. Yeah. So what are some of the struggles that you faced as an entrepreneur? And do you feel like any of them can be attributed to being an immigrant? Or are they pretty much the same as any entrepreneur who is not an immigrant? Um. So I think the only thing that I could think of in terms of being an immigrant. I, I think like for all businesses, the challenge is the same. But one thing that's for sure is that it, it's really like the more people you know, the more people you're connected with, the more resources you're going to have, right? That's like a, a simple, a lot of people say your your network is your network, you know, or you don't, you don't um, get a job based on what you know, you get a job based on who you know, right? So I do believe people, like when you know a lot of people, it's, it's a great resources. Now, I feel as an immigrant, I didn't go to school here, right? Elementary school and high school. I didn't go to school um, for, for my undergrad here. And so because of that, most of the people that know me from when I was a kid or the people that know me that went to school, all of my connections, in fact, most of my friendships are not necessarily in the U.S., right? And so it means that whenever you're doing something, you're you're getting to know new people. And so I think as an immigrant, it's just that you're not going to have as many people that you know, that you're connected with, that you grew up with, that you, you know, have grown with 
even professionally or in other senses, the same way that someone who grew up here might have. And so I think that's the only thing that I think is different. But but fortunately, there's a lot of networking opportunities. There's a lot of events. People are very, very supportive. If you find the right people, there's a lot of people who believe in just sharing resources with one another, supporting one another. So it's been great. Um, again, the challenge with entrepreneurship is just standing up your own business and just um, you know, knowing about the business and education. So all of that with the resources that we have with the technology, I think it's it's great now, meaning like we do have access. Now, obviously, if all of my connections that I know that are in Ethiopia, that are in Asmara work here, I think I would I would have more. I think I would have achieved more, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think network is very um, needed, especially in the entrepreneurship journey. But I feel like where you and I met um, in September in DC Startup Week, I felt like I'm becoming part of this like big family. Um, yeah. Most of the people were from the DC area, some were not, but it was just like this big encouraging family of people who are entrepreneurs who started and failed and have tried so many different things and um, I mean, just hearing you talk is so encouraging for me to pursue the, you know, the ideas that I share that I have uh, with you. So for those who are a bit hesitant, because, you know, immigrants, sometimes we feel like we're just not equal, or we don't have the skills or the support system that others have. What are some um encouraging things that you can offer or advice, any tips and tricks from your experience? Um, sure. So first of all, and, uh, and I also used to think the same in a way that like, oh, I'm an immigrant here. What am I going to add? Right. And so recently I was reading an article and in fact, about, I think about 46% of Fortune 500 companies are actually founded by immigrants or children of immigrants. And so sometimes we hear the stories of immigrants and, you know, coming here in the struggles. But if you were to really look at the, you know, the corporate America and how, you know, the economic from aspects of just making impact, there's a lot of immigrants making a huge difference. And so one, just remember that, you know, immigrants do that. And I think the reason is because when we come here, we think that we have a different way of thinking and definitely we do because we come from a different culture, different background, but that can be really capitalized to help us see the problem in a different light. And usually like businesses and entrepreneurs are really trying to solve problems, right? Whether that's business or just to solve any social problem that we have. And so the ability to think differently is actually something that's very helpful because if you can think of a problem in a different light, you can actually come up with a solution that's not really obvious to a lot of people. And so our difference might feel at times that we're, oh, we're very different. How are we going to fit in? But in fact, we can think, oh, we're very different. So how do we think of this problem in a different way? And what kind of solution can we come up with? And then the third thing that I would say is that this is home. <laughs> Once you're here, you know, we're here. And so 
that sense of feeling, oh, I'm just here, I'm a guest, how am I going to make a difference to a place I did? I don't know enough? It's really entrepreneurship is about really exploring and making a difference wherever we are. And so really owning that and just um, feel, even though we may not 100% feel the belonging, but to really be like, okay, I'm here and I'm just going to make the most of the now and and contribute in any way that I can. And so that's what in terms of, you know, if people are just thinking about starting business, but I'll tell you one thing that was very helpful to me is that like, once you start business, it's definitely going to be hard. And there are going to be days I'm like, you know what, this is, I don't know if this is going the way I want you to, or sometimes you're like, no, maybe I should just go back. Why am I putting myself through every day growing and, you know, just putting myself out of my comfort zone. And so before I started my business, I had this Google document and I wrote my why. Like, why do I want to start this company? What was the intention behind? What were the problems that I was seeing? And I like really absolutely said, you know what? I really want to make a difference in this area. And I didn't even think about it when I do it that night, but I remember just writing everything there. And so when I was very discouraged one day, I remember, and I went back to that document and I opened it and I was like, and I read it and I'm like, no, I'm absolutely not giving up on this dream, right? Again, there might come a time where you're like, oh, I want to pivot. I, I don't, this is not working and I'm going to do something else. That's great. But sometimes what we really need that motivation is just about going back and reminding yourself of your why. Why do you want to do this? And sometimes I think as immigrants, we're here, we're like, again, again, good situation here. I mean, a great country, but we're away from most of our family. And so sometimes what I remind myself is like, I'm really away from everyone that I know, like from my village, you can say, <laughs> my immediate family. And I think that can sometimes be hard as in like discouraging, but sometimes we can use that as a fuel to say, I'm away from everyone, so I might as well make it worth it. Like really do my best so I can like excel and just because because you know, compared to your opportunity cost, again, I'm, I studied economics, so I look at a lot of the opportunity cost of like I'm I'm away here from my family, so I gotta do something great here to make it worth it. I don't know. Those are like few things that come to mind. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the attitude of making the best of every situation. And I was just um, reading a really good uh, book recently that actually talks about that of making successes out of bad situations. And it's all about perspective. And I mean, I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but sometimes, you know, when you're in it, it's hard to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I think if you look at it as a learning opportunity and how can you twist it to your benefit even a hard time that you're going through I think that's a really good way of living uh, your life and having a lot of that um, I think emotional peace I think is the most important part um, because mm -hmm. there are so many stressors and struggles throughout life especially in entrepreneurship and put on top of that immigration and all that so I think you're bringing a really good perspective 
of um, keeping that, you know, positive attitude and having friends and acquaintances that can give you that encouragement in times when you're feeling down and you just can't see that light. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Anna, in terms of having people that, you know, support you and having friends. That's actually the one thing that's very different here in the U.S. versus back home. And I'm going to say back home, I think for most other cultures other than the U.S., there's a lot of emphasis on people coming together and having friendships, right? The culture here in the U.S. sometimes tends to be so individualized that you're like, you know, thinking about your growth. We don't necessarily give as much time and energy to building that community. But one thing is as an immigrant, if we can really hold on to that thing that we come with, just having like real friendships and just community of people that just come to you, call you without, you know, no notice and just come visit. That That is a really good culture that I think should we should maintain. Like you said, it really plays a huge factor in terms of giving us the peace and the support and the community. We're, so, we're not supposed to be individualized people. We're, we're supposed to be with a community. And having that is actually very key to our success overall and to our emotional peace, like you mentioned. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And just to give another shout out to DC Startup Week, I haven't felt that sense of community in a long time. And just being able oh, wow. to meet people like you and people that I met in DC Startup Week that are going to be guests on the podcast and just in general, like hearing people talk about their journeys, immigrants, not immigrants, it doesn't really matter, but it's that entrepreneurship culture is just like, it really takes a village. Yes. And I think it's really encouraging to see that that community is really growing in DC it's not only a West Coast Silicon Valley thing. Um, <laughs> that was one one thing that I said. I'm like, I'm so happy to see a lot of startups here in DC because I do follow follow some of these startups in um, in Silicon Valley, and I'm always jealous. I'm like, how come we don't have it here? <laughs> but 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 DC startup, to your point, kind of showed us that there is a lot of you know startup community here. Yeah. I think we just need to uh, come together more often than once a year. <laughs> yes, we need a, a monthly get-togethers, right? <laughs> Absolutely, that would be amazing. So can you talk a little bit about the business um, you have right now? What is it that you're doing and how can people uh, find you? Yeah, so the, the business that I have is NBAC, so NBAC, and I have NBAC Academy. So it's it's an academy for managers and leaders. I have different sets of training, leadership development. The one that I currently have and I'm actively working on is a leadership development program for new managers. So anyone who's transitioning from an individual contributor into a leadership role or a management role, um, it's, it's really a good step-by-step -step process to help them be the best leader they can be. We cover a lot of important, you know, skills and foundations and mindset for, you know, leadership mindset, effective feedback, coaching, and emotional intelligence. And I also do have some other courses that are focused on self-leadership. So even if someone is not um, a leader or a manager at their organization, there's still a lot of self-leadership courses that I'm going to have. And so if you want to really find me, I'm actually active on LinkedIn. Um, so Najat 
Rahman at, at LinkedIn. That's how people can find me. And yeah, that's that's for now. That's what I'm doing. And, and that's awesome. Also, yeah. And I also speak about leadership development and empowering leadership. So if someone is like, you know, ha- wants someone to come to their organization or their association or group to speak about leadership, I can also do that. That's great. And I will link your LinkedIn and your website in the notes of the podcast. And I can't wait to take your course on managing up. I think a lot of us need it if we are in positions where we need to influence our bosses and our managers. And I think a lot of people are. Um, I think it's an important skill to have. Yeah, thank you so much. I look forward to having you. I look forward to serving a lot of people. When I started this um, organization in the academy, Honestly, my intention was like, if I can help just even few managers become better leaders, that way they make a positive impact on the, on themselves and the people they lead in their career, it was really a win for me. So look forward to having you, Anna. Thank you, Najat. And thank you so much for sharing your story and joining the podcast. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Are you an immigrant or a child of immigrants? Do you know someone who is an immigrant who would love to share their immigration journey or entrepreneurship journey? I would love to host you and get to know your story. This is a safe space for us to create a community. Please contact me at info at elisadel.com. Until next time.